were bad, but now they're okay. Only me or my, you're the apple of my eye, girl. I never loved one like you. Found you hiding here, so won't you take my hand, darling? There's nothing that can stop you from becoming popular, Lar. Two Daydream Believers podcast. I am your host, Space Surfin 18. And today we are going back in time, back to the beginning, before we do 2009, and talk about the pilot. But we're talking about the pilot that never was the script, which is totally different in a lot of ways. In some ways, it's exactly the same. And you've heard their voices before, but I'm going to let them introduce themselves again to you, my lovely guests for the night. Hi, I'm RB, also known as Speaker Wacko Tumblr, and I'm trying my best not to yell at people on the road while I'm driving home. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Mel on 47, Mel 47 on Tumblr, um, and I'm currently at home under a blanket while it hails outside. Oh, goodness. Hi, I'm Snarky Hag. I am not in the car irresponsibly or under a blanket because it's summer. Um, but here we go into the blackness. <laughs> into the blackness. Now, um, I, I want to just point out that there is a date on the scripts. It is Monday, the twenty-first, two thousand eight, and um, it means eleven years ago, oh almost God, to the day. I know, doesn't it? Eleven years ago. That they did the script. Now, this is one of the earliest scripts out there because of two really big things. One that we knew and one that was kind of a surprise, at least to me. Um, the first is, <laughs> this is the script with, without Kurt. Um, there's a, there is a character named Rajesh, and we are going to talk about him. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, blowing my mind, there's no Sue. 
in the script. Also, so, mind blown. So I'm like, who did Jane Lynch originally audition for? Terry? <laughs> Rajesh? Oh my god, she would have been an amazing Terry. I, I'm like, all I can think of is, oh, she's not perfect for Terry. Let's make a new new character for her. Because her lines aren't even, I mean, they completely wrote new material. With Kurt, they mostly redid Rajesh for Kurt. But um, Sue has all new material. So I'm guessing when they did the second or third or 15th run through of the script, they added that. So I mean, you never know. Maybe Jane Lynch was in the running for Rachel Berry. <laughs> or Will Schuster. I mean, right. because those, you had 30-year-old playing high school students, so why wouldn't you have Jay Lynch playing a high school student? I feel like it's just unbelievable. She's tall. Maybe she was Finn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Can you, okay, can you imagine I have, taking I'll, up in the shower on Jane Lynch? I have already imagined Jane Lynch screaming, I'll pee in a cup. So, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, let's start. I mean, there's a there there are there are a lot of differences and a lot of the similarities. They basically cut down the script to the bare bones of what it became, um, which is understandable because this Good script idea. is freaky long. Um, <laughs> this is a four-hour movie. <laughs> this is like really, really long. But the fun of it is that we get to read a lot of it, and it'll be a lot of fun. So um, let's kick off because this is this scene actually ended up being a scene they actually shot. And they saved for the series finale, actually, if you didn't I know like that. that. I like um, that. I did like that. But we can, we can go ahead and read this one because of the wonderful stage directions. And you can tell just how new and fresh they were at this because we've talked about <laughs> the scripts before and how they just, like, screw it. We don't even care about stage directions. Well, this one <laughs> is a lot of stage directions. So, um, I don't know. Snarky, do you want to start with the, the I, stage direction? I will read the stage direction. And okay. when I shout... Understand these are the things that are in all caps. And Mel, do you want to be Mrs. Adler? Okay. Okay, cool. Ready? Yep, go. This is how Glee begins, people. Blackness. In the void. A sound. Clapping. In syncopation. With foot stomping. A crazed crowd demanding a show. Suddenly... A slit oh, appears in the blackness, <laughs> which we now know they have re- misspelled no. Which we <laughs> now realize is a black velvet curtain. A sweet, nervous teenage boy peers out. His POV? It's terrifying. A huge, sold-out auditorium. Everyone vibrating with anticipatory frenzy. Wow. Titles up. Epcot Center, Glee Club Nationals, 1993. Interior, backstage, Epcot Center, theater, day, continues. Continuous? Wait, I can't read. Continuous. The nervous teen in a tux joins 20 other so teens as they stretch, practice skills, etc. One girl is even looking in the mirror, facing a huge, smiling show face. Suddenly, their teacher, Lillian Adler, 50s, appears to be from the appears from the wings, clasps her hands for their attention. Show circle, everybody. Teens grasp hands in a circle around Mrs. Adler, which is difficult to do because she's obese. 
Classy queen. God. <laughs> so yeah, classy. It's okay. How many get to Mercedes? Are, oh, my God. Ours. <laughs> um, welcome to Nationals. Is this why you need 12 members? Jesus, Glee. <laughs> wow. Snarky. <laughs> <laughs> Lillian, continue. Do you, you haven't read the stage direction? Yeah, the kids whoop and scream with delight. With delight. Oh, she already said welcome to Nashville. I was yeah. being obsessed with their fat shaming. The kids Fantastic. whoop and scream with delight. Fantastic. Use that excitement on the stage tonight, today. But I want you guys to remember something. Push in on the young, nervous teenage boy, as she continues. <laughs> Sleep Club isn't about competition. It's not about shiny trophy. It's about something deeper than that. Realising your potential. Utilising your gifts. Even by its very definition in Mr. Webster's book, Glee is about opening yourself up to joy. Then, off there are... Eyebrows up, everybody. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage from Lima, Ohio, the Harrison High Sensations. Harrison? Sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's Horn. right. It was Harrison High before Horn. it was McKinley. Blair. Hips. Shimmy. Oh, Kurt is in this. Clumps of students <laughs> whip around the procession, beaming with optimism and enthusiasm, painting rainbows of joy with their arms as they sing Brand New Day from The Wiz. Okay, I don't know if that was. This is a so. bunch of white kids singing this, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, like it's, someone, it's so another better. one. Okay, thank God. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Guys, who's singing this? Can you feel a brand new day? Can you feel a brand new day? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> the group flies into an impromptu dance break, whooping to each other and ex exchanging ad-lib high fives, then whipping back into formation with military <laughs> precision. Their dancing is youthful and acrobatic, and the crowd roars to its feet. As tambourines fly into their hands, wow, did they catch them? And the lights come to strobe. We pan the young, sweaty faces. The kids are excited, overwhelmed with joy. Can you feel a brand new day? There you the go. band screams to the finish, and the choir hits its final position, arms straining, faces busting with smiles that they try to hold through their panting, trying desperately not to scream in ecstasy. Oh, God. Close! <laughs> ecstasy. Period. Close on our young, nervous young man near the back, arms up. Eyes open wide. The world just opened to him. Smash the black. Glee! I love. Okay. Now you guys miss the whole opening with Sue now, don't you? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my you think god. this is hard? Try reading stage directions. That's hard. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So, um, yeah. Um, it doesn't open with Sue because there is no Sue. <laughs> So we get this, which was redone, and I notice most of the songs are different or non-existent in the script, too, just as an FYI. But we can keep going to another cut scene uh, between Will and Terry, and um, Mel, do you want to be Will or Terry for right now? Um, I'll be Terry. Okay. So. All right. Am I still stage direction? Are you okay with that? Oh, I'm having a great time. I might okay. need to make a drink a little something. Okay. Interior, Schuster Apartment, Dinner Time, 2008. Good. Tight on a half-empty bottle of Kraft Light Ranch dressing. <laughs> Will Schuster 
30, naturally optimistic, pours a dollop on his iceberg salad and then smiles at his wife, Terry, across the card table they use as a dining room. No, they mean a dining room table, not as a whole dining room. <laughs> well, and even, I, I should uh, mention before, they are kind of going to do a flashback with a flat, or, you know, uh, basically, it's going to do a flashback. It's really weird. We'll, I'll explain it as we go. But anyway. Um, what's important here is he just puts a dollop on his iceberg. On his iceberg. <laughs> I know. I was like, why? Why describe that? Anyway. How is work today? I manage a store called Sheets and Things. I folded sheets. Silence as they eat. Then, trying really hard. I, I wish you could have seen the Glee Club, Club rehearsal today, Tear. God, I miss smoking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I like her. Uh, The new number is going to take us to nationals. I'm feeling it. Then, sexy. You know, (laughs) the district pays for the trip to Orlando. Maybe I could convince them to let you tag along and be my assistant. (laughs) That gets Terry's ear. They pay for the whole trip. Hotel, bus tickets, three days, four nights of sun, fun, and show-stopping excitement. Wow, Epcot. You don't think they'd put us up in the Grand Floridian, do you? The Polynesian's nice, too. I I think they usually get us rooms at the Motel 6. As she deflates. Maybe I could get them to book us at the Floridian if I offered to pay the difference. Sure, maybe if we trade in some of your stock options. All I'm going to say is they're hiring at HW Mencken. I'm not gonna I'm not going to go back to accounting, Terry. Remember when that happened? I got a vitamin D deficiency from the fluorescent lights. All I remember is your paychecks were twice as big. You're an economics major in college, Will. And I was and when I tried it, I was miserable. I need something more creative. This is fascinating backstory. Okay, yeah, I know. Wait so much exposition. <laughs> well, I've never really cared that much about him, so. All right, so. The moment resonates. This was and will always be the central conflict in their marriage. And Terry I put it as a side note, um, except for the fake baby thing. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Terry pours what's left of the dressing, oh, sorry, dressing on her salad. <laughs> then, pissed. You need to get more when the bottle is half empty. Or have full. I just figured out that since Sheets Things is the next supermarket, is next to the supermarket, you can pick it up whenever we need some need on the way home. Dr. Muskie said I have to start relaxing if we want to conceive. You know what she told us about the shape of my uterus. I'm in charge of two part-time employees. I don't need the added stress of making sure we have enough condiments at home. Sometimes I think you care more about those kids than you do about me. Baby, no, you're right. I'll stock up on everything tomorrow. She smiles. Mission accomplished. Hey, maybe after you do a little, maybe after we do a little conceiving this weekend, you could come with me to Walmart. I need to pick up on some more top hats and canes. Do they sell that at Walmart? Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) Is the district paying for them too? They're just felt hats. I, I didn't think. You never think, Will. You just do what feels good. You teach high school. You're not in it anymore. Anyway, you can forget it. We need to dip into the emergency fund. The muffler fell off the civic again. She clears her plate, leaving him alone at the table as Will slumps 
a glee club starts singing mediocre version of Sit Down, You're Rocking the Boat. Okay, hold on just a second. So, I mean, it's clear why they cut this, because it's all exposition, and um, they're going to fill that in a little bit. But um, it's interesting that she cares about the muffler when I don't think she really cares about the muffler. Well, a muffler's not going to fall off a Civic. I mean, get reasonable. Those cars are built to last. <laughs> why is he driving a Civic? American car. Exterior, Just, Will's car, the next morning. Tight on the busted muffler, dragging along the blacktop. The song continues as we drive through downtown Lima, Ohio. Okay, so this stuff is mostly the same. So, I mean, since we have so much of it, I'm not going to go through most of it. Except for, as they pass a, a pack of jocks oh. and, and an Indian student named Rajesh. Now, that's going to turn into be Kurt. Um. And this is, okay, so this is where things are a little complicated. At this point, he's already started Glee Club. Um, we're going to flash back to how he gets it in a minute. But this original scene, when it was shot, he, he, Glee Club had already started, which is interesting. Um, and a little different. I don't know. But then the line that Kurt has is changed, too. Um, and instead of the... Um, God, what's Kurt's first line? Um, Someday you will all work for me. That that's not in there. And then the um, no, that's in the second. That's in the second episode. Um, the this is the Mark. Is it Mark Jacobs? Oh, the please. This is from Mark Jacobs' new collection. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's not in there because Rajesh says, "Please, this is my new satin browns jacket purchased from Dick's Sporting Goods." <laughs> Um, it's, yeah, it's interesting to me that uh, the other thing that really stands out to me as we read Rajesh, uh, which is not very much of him, but there is an entire Rajesh Mercedes scene that we'll get to. Um, clearly there was not a, a gay character except for Sandy. Um, so yeah. I do like the introduction to Puck, a man child. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All caps, man child. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so, and then Will Hudson, and Will, Will Hudson, <laughs> Ben Hudson, and the handsome jock who looks too kind to be hanging out with the rest of the Motley crew. I don't think he does really in the, in the, he doesn't I look think. too kind. He does look no. real stupid though. So they changed <laughs> that. <laughs> um, so yeah, but mostly that's the same. Um, and then they do, um, the, the, uh, the next thing that's the same is that, you know, they show him in, in. Um, Spanish class, and then they show the Tim staring at the trophy case with Mrs. Adler. I love that he and still teaches Spanish, even though he was an economics major. <laughs> I know that's the other <laughs> funny thing. It's like how many different. It, it's like I guess he was originally an accountant, and then he went into teaching. I mean, what what happened there? That's how what I just learned in craft light ranch dressing talk. So. <laughs> um. Uh. Okay, so then we get into our introduction of Rachel, which is different. Yeah. And, um, yeah, if you want to read the stage directions for this. Interior girls' girls bathroom continues. Yes. Mm-hmm. Find Rachel Berry at the mirror, making herself up. Her makeup is way too theatrical. A couple of other girls come in. Check her out. Giggle. Faberi is already on. I don't even want to say this line. Um, this yeah. other girl is like... And it's, um, Isn't that the line in the episode, though? She, no, the scene is not in the episode. Oh, I thought for sure I could imagine Quinn saying this to her. Maybe later she did. 
They made mm. me say there's a couple of things I think they say. I mean, like the vitamin D deficiency is obviously yeah. saved for later. Well, um, when you have a good idea, you just keep it for forever. Uh, <laughs> but she says, I'm gonna like getting ready for the slit, you know, uh, slur for um, transgender prom, Rachel. It's just yeah. Mm. They are correct that her mat her makeup is way too theatrical. Yeah, especially this in the pilot. Episode. So Rachel takes out her can of Aquanet and unapologetically sprays her hair heavily, gassing the girls away. As soon as they're gone, Rachel takes herself in, has a moment of doubt. She's so lonely. Lonely is underlined. She pushes the feelings way down inside, regains her determination, and continues spraying. Right. And then um, we get more stuff that wasn't cut. Now... The this next scene was just moved. It's basically the same, and they later on they'll do they're, when they're doing stem. You rocking the boat, pretty much the same thing. Um, though Rachel tries to line dance with Rajesh, <laughs> but he's dyslexic. Uh, can't figure out he's right from left. Do they yeah. know that dyslexia is about reading? I maybe they <laughs> maybe not. I doubt it. They forgot a lot about dyslexia over the course of the show. Are we doing interior auditorium day? Well, there's not really nothing different time. because it's basically the same thing. Um, they didn't really change anything. Um, but it's just moved from later on in the episode. They moved it. This was originally way far up in the episode. Yeah, so. and the same directions do. have them sending Adi into the wall. Yeah. Well, and then and Will they say a- he can't sing, but he can sing. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He can sing. Uh, they probably and, didn't. And Adi's name is spelled differently. When did they oh, yeah. change Adi's spelling? I don't know. When they oh, figured a- out how to spell the name Artie. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Um, there is a voiceover to kind of like, you know, show what. To do. So Will has a voiceover here. Rachel was right. We do suck. We might be in the worst. We might be the worst glee club in the state. I guess now is a good time to explain how I ended up coaching these kids. It all started in the late '90s with Mrs. Adler's replacement, Sandy Ryerson, and we get a flashback to the '90s. To go ahead, Snarky. <laughs> Sandy Ry. Okay, interior auditorium day flashback. Sandy Ryerson, 35, with highlights. Which is funny because that character is bald. With highlights and a pastel sweater thrown over his shoulders, coaches the kids. It is a mess. He keeps moving all the girls to the back in order to feature all the young, buff boys, regardless of their skill. For some reason, every member of the choir is holding a stool. Sandy loves props. Mrs. Adler used to say the only prop you really need to perform well was your enthusiasm. It came in the span of one year. Harrison became the bottom feeders of the Glee world. We were a stool choir. At the rehear- As the rehearsal continues, the girls begin disappearing. They're just dropping out. So are some of the better boy dancers just dissolving away. Ooh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> they almost got to them. <laughs> Ryan Murphy, you are ahead of your time. Okay. Years passed. Glee fell from grace. It was no longer a place where you went with the dreams of being a star. It was chosen. God, why isn't it punctuation? (sighs) One sentence. Let's see if I can do this. It was no longer a place where you went with dreams of being a star. It was a haven for outcasts, kids with no self-esteem who weren't smart enough to join the math club and needed a place to go after school to keep from getting beaten up. That's one sentence. (laughs) Yeah. With inappropriate comments. 
Finally, everyone has disappeared except for Rachel, Rajesh, Artie, Mercedes, a heavyset African-American, Tina, who twitches and Hank, the last of the in-crowd still in the club. Yeah, in case you ever wondered about what was going on with Hank, we now have some answers for you. So Yeah, and- I'm not sure why... Okay, yeah. Um, Wait, hold on. Description of Mercedes is weird. Getting out of your car. Uh, I'm trying to get my laptop on so that I can get okay. stripped up. All right. Oh, we're on page nine, by the way. Thank Just you. Yeah, we are zipping. <laughs> well, um, it's not like there's a lot to linger on. No, it's pretty self-explanatory. Interior choir room day. Flashback. Hank leans on the baby grand holding his stool. Wait, what? Oh, okay, I'm visualizing it now. He's leaning up against the piano, but holding his stool still. <laughs> holding his stool. Nervous. In my mind, that's a very sexy Yeah, different. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, I think in Sandy's mind as well. <clears throat> yeah. Holding his stool, nervous, as Sandy, now 45 and still sporting highlights despite a bad, despite a bad bald spot, enters spraying breath spray in his mouth. Will is a voiceover, by the way. Still, the school didn't care. As long as Sandy came in under budget, he would probably still be teaching today if he could have been able to control himself. Um, a I guess lot. I'll do Sandy, too. I can uh, do Sandy. Okay, or, go ahead. And Mel can do Hank. So- <laughs> this is a song about wanting someone, Hank. You know, you shouldn't give in to temptation, but something about it feels so Right. Oh, I, I don't know, Mr. Ryson. I mean, I'm only here because the guidance counsellor said being in Glee Club would help me get into OSU. I mean, this is kind of not cool anymore. Is that why you're here? To be cool? Guess what, bud? Stars aren't cool. They burn. Hot. God, what do I do with the stool? Forget the stool. Sing. <laughs> Back to stage direction. Hank thinks he understands. Sandy starts playing the piano, and Hank breaks into a mediocre, the mediocre rendition of "Where Is Love" from Oliver. Sandy is moved by the performance. When Hank gets to the chorus, Sandy softly sings along with him. As they continue, Sandy takes a hand off the keys and places it firmly on Hank's. He's coming on to Hank. There's no doubt about it. Zap, zoom to the closed glass doorway, revealing Rachel. She is jealous. Hank is getting the solo. Interior, Principal Figgins' office, day, flashback. A crying Sandy, a security guard behind him, sits across from a stern-looking Principal Figgins, 40s. (laughs) My hands are tied, Sandy. First line is great. (laughs) My hands are tied, Sandy. We cannot afford another lawsuit. But I'm not even gay, as Sandy weeps gay tears. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) If it wasn't Ryan Murphy, my God. Okay. Gay tears. (laughs) Well, even if even with Ryan Murphy, this is a bit much. Yeah, <laughs> there was a vacancy, and fate called on me to fill it. Good Lord, Will, that just—he's <laughs> filling it. <laughs> After all he, the gay tears, Sandy's losing <laughs> my tears, and he's shoving something in there. So yep. the, the next part is in, is is not much different than in this. This isn't where Will is in the teachers' lounge with Ken and Emma. However, of course, his suit stuff is not there. Where she's all like, "I have an iPhone, and I'm gonna go." You know, my Cheerios are number one everywhere. That's not there because yeah. she's not there at all. Um, I didn't when I was reading it. It didn't even register to me that she wasn't there. <laughs> I know <laughs> it really doesn't. But she, you know, in in in. The um, actual, uh, she's not in, she's only got a couple of lines and then she leaves and then the rest of the scene 
goes on. Um, and there's a couple of, you know, one or two lines that are changed, but not anything that I found that was that different. Um, later on, after, okay, so it goes on where Will finds out that he's able to coach the Glee Club because Sandy's gone. And then um, it goes into the scene with Figgins on page 11. And there's a line reading that I never noticed. This was so weird to me because the way the actor says it is totally different than what it's on here on the stage. But Will says, I'd like to take over for a Glee Club. And Figgin says, you want to captain the Titanic 2? T-O-O-O? I always thought he meant, like, you want to captain the, the Titanic 2. Like, there were two of them and they were Titanic or something like that. It was just me. Am I just crazy? Probably. You're just okay. crazy. Okay. I always just heard it differently in my head. And I was like, what? Yeah, I, I didn't hear that weird. That's how I thought it was. Okay. So Yeah, I thought he was referring to the Glee Club as the Titanic. In that, when he Gosh. says that line, yeah, like you want to. This is this yeah. is a garbage failure. And do you want to do the Titanic? I mean, yeah, that's how I read it. Heard it. Whatever. Well, okay. Anyway, the, you know what? And now that I'm really on page twelve, this scene is mostly cut after that. Those two lines, so we can continue with that. Um, does somebody want to be Will and somebody <coughs> want to be Figgins? I'll keep. Where it are well. we? We're, put, okay, me in, so, put me in, coach, if just somebody will tell me where I am now. Figgins. Figgins. So why don't we start Figgins. with the beginning of the scene on page 11, interior principal Figgins' office. And I'll be Will, and, and Arby can be Figgins. Okay. okay. Interior principal Figgins' office, day, flashback. An excited Will sits across from Figgins. I'd like to take over Glee Club. You want to captain the Titanic, too? I think I can make it great again. Oh, that doesn't read well. <laughs> <laughs> that did not age well. <laughs> Burn it! Salt the ground! <laughs> Ryan Murphy, come on. Everything is standardized nowadays. Fill in the bubble. There's no joy in these kids. We, they feel anonymous, invisible. That's why every one of them has a MySpace page. They need mm -hmm. outlets like Glee, where they can explore unknown parts of themselves <laughs> and find out who they are and what their potential is. That could have been what Sandy and Hank were doing, but okay. <laughs> Figgins he was thinks, trying to then, explore something. <laughs> Figgins thinks, then... 60 bucks a month. That's what I need to keep the program up. You expect me to pay for it? I'm certainly not going to. These toe grabbers down at the budget office count, count me down to the penny, shoe. The penny. And you've got to use the costumes and props we already have. No new stuff. Oh, but we need the stools for woodshop. And then this will. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go. I was just going to say the next part um, goes back to present day where he's now teaching again. And it's a cutscene, so we might as well read it. $60. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Interior, Schuster apartment, day, flashback. God, I hate 60. how all of these are flashbacks, but you don't know which flashback it is. $60 a month? I'm sure it will be only for a couple of months. Once we win a few competitions, I'll be able to ask for a race, Terry. Terry just stares deeply disappointed before heading to the bedroom. Where are you going? To bed. Don't forget to vacuum. She slams the door shut. Interior, Schuster bed. Oh, wait, are we continuing? Um, so this part, <coughs> sorry, the, my printer printed back and front, so I'm confused sometimes. Hold on, I'm sorry. Wait, <laughs> just do you not normally print back to front? No. You printed it? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I had 
to write notes on it. Jeez. Oh, good. That's fair. Fair. You came prepared. <laughs> I was like, um, I know, Sue. You can't use Adobe to put notes on there? Not as well. Anyway. We're anyway. Let's keep rich. going because... Um, uh, it, it's a little different. This is this is interesting because this is the first time we actually see Terry in the, the show, but she's just sleeping next to him. But go ahead and keep going, and I'll read the voiceover that he does. Interior, Schuster bedroom, the middle of that night. Will stares up at the ceiling. I know Terry would understand once she saw us perform, but how was I going to get those kids motivated again? One thing I knew for sure, we needed a new name. Sandy's rhythm explosion didn't cut it. We needed something worthy of Mrs. Adler. Something that would bring back Harrison High back to its glory days. <laughs> Sorry, I love their names. Rhythm explosion. Will pops up in bed, eyes wide with excitement. He has it. New directions! <laughs> New directions! I'm so... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm 12, but him popping up in bed thinking about new directions. <laughs> Go ahead and read how it originally was going to be, Snarky. <clears throat> Interior, Harrison High, Auditorium, Day, Flashback. Will pins up a sign-up sheet, then walks away to reveal the name printed in bold letters on the top of the page. Sign up here for the new directions. <laughs> okay. I do think we can read this next part because this is Rachel and some of it you'll recognize and some of it is amazing. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so can I read Rachel? Yeah, I was gonna say you can be Rachel. Um, and then we need to pick out, um, Snarky, if you could be Amber and then Mel and I can be Joe and Bruce and I'll be are Joe and Mel can be Is Bruce. Amber a character? Or are we uh, can, I please, can I, I, can I please be Joe? Yes. I I'll be Bruce. With the Bruce. <laughs> sure. No problem. <laughs> So I'm Bruce, you're Joe. Snarky cool. will be Amber in stage directions, and we've got our Rachel. So let's do this. Are we starting with quick cuts? Yep. Quick cuts. Shyly, Artie. No, no, it's Shyly. You know, these two. Is Shyly really someone's words. name, or is Artie doing it, Shyly? Artie, Rajesh, Mercedes, and Tina sign in, then exit, hoping Wait. no one picks on them. Who's Shyly? No, I, just, I thought yeah, that was I how know. Artie did it. <laughs> It's very badly written. <laughs> it is. And uh, just to keep in mind, there are no auditions. So I think like when, you know, Chris and Amber and and, and Kevin and Jenna came in, they were like, oh, these kids actually have some talent. They're going to be more than just these background bit players. Um, I mean, Mercedes, the way she's written in this just drives me crazy. So anyway, oh, um, we'll get more into it. Finally, Rachel proudly strides to the sheet and signs in. After her name, she draws a big cartoon star. You might laugh because every time I sign my name, I put a gold star after it. But it's a metaphor, and metaphors are important. My gold stars are a metaphor for me being a star. She turns around, very self-satisfied. Puck throws a big gulp at her head, freeze frame as it hits her. Interior, school hallway, day, flashback. Rachel speed walks down the hall, on a mission. And just so we're clear, I want to clear up that hateful rumor that I was the one who turned Sandy Ryerson in. That's horse pucky. Just as an aside, it's cock poopy in the the. Is that um, what she says? Yes, it's. I read it. With, I was That's watching with not the, better. No, it's really <laughs> it's not cock poopy. Um, yeah, I was watching with the captions. So anyway, sorry. Interior, Principal Figgis' office, day, flashback. Rachel sits across from Figgins, crying melodramatically. And he was touching Hank, caressing him, and it was so wrong. Principal Figgins, upset, growing, hands her a Kleenex. 
<laughs> I am not homophobic. In fact, I have two gay dads. Interior, hospital room, day, another goddamn flashback. <laughs> Tight on Amber, a young white trash mother screaming in agony as she begins her final contractions. That's not See, how that works. I was born out of love. <laughs> Reveal a gay couple. Joe, white, 40s and fat. And Bruce, black, 40s and very thin, assisting in the delivery. Get this thing out of me! I don't know. <laughs> I, I just remembered that man were just then. <laughs> My two dads screamed potential surrogates based on beauty and IQ. Then they mixed their sperm together and used a turkey baster. Interior, Joe and Bruce's house. Oh, day. oh side note, really quickly. Um... Oh god, almost that exact same line is going to be used in the series finale with the cut part that is not in there when Kurt and Blaine are talking about using a turkey baster with their, whatever. We'll get to it when you do the script oh, for that. they are obsessed with the turkey baster. I mean, this is not a DIY endeavor, people. But that's also that's also a pretty common like slang when you're talking about surrogacy. Sure. True, but it just for people who are old, well, I guess people old enough I to I just think it's surrogacy. funny that they kept something from so from, whatever. They're you know, when you have a great idea like the turkey <laughs> they cut it twice anyway. <laughs> okay. Interior, Joe and Bruce's house, day flashback. Amber devours free ice cream as Bruce and oh Joe God. coo her to coo to her pregnant stomach and rub cocoa butter on it. Every day until I was born, they talked to me through my host mother's uterine wall. <laughs> Ew, host mother? <laughs> like, wait, oh, I want to meet Joe. I want to meet Joe. I want to say this line. Okay, go ahead. You're the chosen one, baby. Baby. <laughs> You're destined for greatness. Says to Bruce. this day, we don't know which one is my real dad, which I think is pretty amazing. My God. Interior ballet class day flashback. <laughs> Little Rachel <laughs> takes her first class. My dad spoiled me in the arts. I was given dance lessons, vocal lessons. Joe and Bruce snap photos wildly, blinding one little girl who crashes into a wall. <laughs> Interior Ohio tanning salon day flashback. Rachel wearing a swimsuit scrunches up her eyes as she is given a spray on tan by gum chewing tanning representative. From modeling to beauty maintenance, that gives me a competitive edge. My gay dads have inspired me to be the very best. Rachel is vaguely orange now, an ambitious Oompa Loompa. <laughs> Interior, Rachel's room, day, flashback. Rachel is at her computer a, in a Pepto-Bismol pink bedroom. Canopy bed, Hannah Montana posters, and pageant sashes everywhere. You might think that all the boys at school would totally want to tap this, but my YouTube schedule keeps me way too busy to date. She types vigorously. I try to post a YouTube video every day just to keep my talent alive and growing. Rachel checks her video recorder, jumps up on her bed, and belts, Look at me, I'm Sandra D. from Greece. Nowadays, being anonymous is worse than being poor. Fame is the most important thing in our culture now. And if there's one thing I've learned, it's that no one is going to just hand it to you. Later, Rachel, biting her lips, scrolls through her YouTube feedback. Why don't you die already? Your videos make me want to kill my entire oh, family. Oh, side note. They're actually nicer in the, in the aired version. Um, it's not as mean as this. Mm, that's good. 
<laughs> my YouTube feedback is always encouraging me to take my star power to a national level. See you on a single, see you oh, close up on a single line of feedback. You should go on American Idol. Okay, guys. And this is maybe my favorite part of the cut scripts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I really want to be Simon Cowell. <laughs> and one of you guys jump in with Paula Abdul and the other one, Randy Jackson. But go ahead. Because what's the point of doing anything anymore if nobody's watching you do it? Into your American Idol edition. Day flashback. Rachel finishes her Sandra D number, but she's nervous. She's trying too hard, not at her best. Silence. The judges regard her, and then... Nah, dog, too pitchy. You're, you're a doll, you really are, but I don't think this competition is for you, sweetie. Rachel is shocked, then... Rachel, you strike me as a girl who people don't like very much. I'm so sorry, where's your British accent? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you don't want to hear my British accent. I really do. I no, you really do. I really do. I, I, no. <laughs> it's going to end up sounding, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm sorry to all the people in England. It would be horrible. <laughs> That's Fine. the point. I want to hear your British accent. <laughs> I can't even hear it in my head right Simon, now. Simon, Simon, Simon. You do it in a British accent then. <laughs> Rachel, you strike me as a girl who people don't like very much. Rachel, you strike wow. me as a girl who don't... I can't see you again. <laughs> <laughs> don't like very much. What? Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we have more flashbacks to do. Exterior, idle edition room. 13 seconds later. Rachel comes bawling out of the room. No golden ticket. Her dads envelop her supportively. Rachel just cries and cries, feeling the universal pain of rejection. Maybe next year, honey. There's always next year. Into your okay. auditorium. Day. Then, yeah, this is that's the end of the Rachel stuff. Oh my god. Now a lot of that is 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 condensed, and that's the Rachel montage to with On My Own, which is a much better song choice. But they had a let's talk about this for just a second, the fact that they were gonna have the American Idol hosts on this show. Like, mm -hmm. did they really think that was going to work? What, like, that, wow. What do you, what well, do you the pilot that? aired after American Idol. Maybe they figured they would, I like, mean, they're, yeah. they're both <laughs> Fox shows. They could have very easily gotten them. If we picked up by Fox. Kind of, you know, just, this, wow. I mean, let me get <laughs> Leroy and, and what was her other dad's name? Hiram. Hiram. Hiram and Leroy. I mean, Leroy, oh, man. I not thought it was Leroy. Leroy. But yeah, it's, I think it's Leroy. It's Leroy. <laughs> it's not like Lacroix. <laughs> Lacroix. <laughs> okay. This is Hiram and Lacroix. <laughs> okay, so um so yeah, if you guys gym. are following along and trying to place it because it's so it took me so long to try and piece all of this together with the freaking episode. Um this is like I said, Rachel's montage or her introduction, which they condensed considerably. I mean they even put in there a trashy white mom named Amber yeah. who the guys gave ice cream for thank you for giving us a baby. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I love the, you're destined for greatness. <laughs> <laughs> I like that they called her a host mother. I mean, that's the best. <laughs> this script is just insane. Okay. Um, so now we get to another cut scene. Um, 
that actually they did they did shoot because I remember I've seen the scene before. Um, so they must have like included it on something, but it was not in the episode. Um, and I will continue to read Will. Just who wants to be Mercedes? I'll do Mercedes. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Are we starting at the top of the page? Mm-hmm. On page seventeen. Okay. Interior auditorium day tight at ground level on a pair of hush puppy covered feet. The right one starts tapping. Five, six, seven, eight. The feet start dancing. Pan up to reveal Will singing sit down as he patiently demonstrates the choreography to the glee club. Shimmy, shuffle step, hop. He's actually pretty good. More than that, he's happy. The kids are another matter. They're in costume. The girls in polyester pleated burgundy dresses. Kafstos from an upscale hillbilly wedding or a prom during the Carter administration. The boys in powder blue tuxedos. And they were in this, in the, by the way, in the episode that they caught it, it was these weird, like, orange and brownish yellow striped things. Yeah, it was um, like disco throwback. Disco, yeah. Yeah, I remember anyway, those. Pretty simple stuff. Any questions? I'm not wearing this. Those costumes are good luck. They, the 93 team took nationals wearing them. I know. I can still smell them. Whoever wore this dress before me clearly had the stink ass. I want a new costume. I sew all my own clothes anyway. I'm the only designer that can make this booty thing. I'm sure you do a heck of a job. Sorry. That's, anyway, I'm sure you do a heck of a job, but we don't have the money to buy enough fabric for you to make costumes for everyone. I'll take it to the dry cleaners. You can take it to the moon, baby. Everyone knows you can't get stink ass out of polyester. <laughs> Rachel shakes her head, unable to hide her frustration. You want to be starting something, Brittany? Stare down until Rachel breaks and storms out. <sighs> Take five, everybody. Oh, my God, Mercedes. <laughs> well, that kind of clears up why she was given the costume duty at the very beginning. Yeah. Um, because originally she was going to be the fashionable one. But right. then, you know, we got Kurt. Goodness. Okay. Um, there's more Sue stuff. And this is a lot of... This is where they're on the bleachers. Um, and there's not much different. There's more to it, but... Uh, the uh, fact that Rachel says Glee Club isn't about solos. Oh, that's true. That okay, let's read it. We should Rachel. read it. Bullshit. <laughs> we should read it. There's more cut stuff at the end anyway. Bullshit. So All right. Rachel said those words. Page 18, uh, exterior football. Go ahead, Snarky. Exterior football field. Bleacher day. <laughs> Rachel, in her horrible dress, sits high up in the stands. She stares down at the cheerleaders. The popular ones. Everything seems so easy for Wait, them. Are there Reveal. unpopular cheerleaders? Anyway, sorry. Right. The mo- maybe the most popular of the cheerleaders. There's a lot of nameless cheerleaders. Reveal, Will climbing up. He sits next to her. Silence, then. You're the best kid in there, Rachel. But that comes with a price. The other kids are looking to you for guidance. You've got to be more optimistic. You sound like my dad's. Power of positive thinking. There's always next year and all that. I just... I know I'm just a sophomore, but I can feel the clock ticking away. Oh my God. I don't want to leave high school with nothing to show for it. You get great, great you get great, God, this is horrible. You get great grades. You're a fantastic singer. Everybody hates me. Now he understands. And you think Glee Club is going to change that? Being great at something is going to change it. Being part of something special makes you special, right? Will can certainly relate to that. A beat, he thinks. 
what if I give you all the solos? Glee <laughs> Club isn't about solos. It's about duets. It's a team sport. I need oh my a God. lead who can keep up with me vocally. <laughs> Let's just take a second and laugh at that. <laughs> anyway, maybe if I tutor Artie a little. Look, Mr. Shoe, I really appreciate what you're trying to do. But if you can't get me what I need, I'm sorry. I'm not going to make a fool of myself. I can't keep wasting my time with Glee. It hurts too much. <laughs> okay, so the next bit is is the same. Um, uh, yeah, it's okay. So Ken needs Will to go to Figgins. Figgins says, "Hey, we need the auditorium for Alcoholics Anonymous." Um, there's a couple of cut lines that aren't really interesting, except for um, Will says, "If we show it, regional Glee stays. If not, bars open in the auditorium." I'm like, oh my god, Will. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Okay. And then um Will has a little bit of a speech that that is cut that says um on page 20 here. Uh what is it with you in this Okay, Fugan says what is it with you in the glee club? And then Will says, "I was reading a study where they put these rats in a maze, not a normal one, a really hard one, in 3 months. Not one rat had made it through. Then they started giving rats creative tasks, stuff to stimulate the artistic part of their brains. Within a week, every single rat had found its way out." Will, it's time to let it go. You've only got 5 <laughs> kids and one of them's a cripple. Oh my god. <laughs> And then the rest of it plays out the way, you know, the, the, does in the episode. But end act one. Oops, I should have let Snarky do that. I'm sorry. End act one. <laughs> That's right, guys. We are one third of the way through this. <laughs> God, this is lasting forever. <sighs> We've been doing this an hour. Jeez, I'm kidding. Are, have we really? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, we have. Mm, okay. That's Hopefully then. Moving. Here we, we go. She okay. Um. So open it, would, it would have gone quicker if somebody had done their English accent right off. Instead or of if someone had not been driving. <laughs> uh, y'all started reading while I was still in the car. I so. would be faster at reading if I didn't have to emphasize all the all caps words. <laughs> well, okay. So Should um, we make an executive decision that Snarky doesn't have to emphasize all no, of the capitalized words? No, I love it because it's insane. <laughs> it is. I get the names. The names are there so that it stands out, so you know who's in the scene. But some of the but other when things... they highlight words like muffler. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. what? Tight on the Tight muffler. On muffler. Tight dragging. Um. So I also another person that was not in the original script, Howard Bamboo. It was originally a twenty-something employee named Ginny. Oh, I like Howard yeah, Bamboo. So, um, I forgot so, that Howard Bamboo existed. Yeah. <laughs> With, and in, yeah, he made that rule. I like life. season one. Oh. <laughs> I don't hate season one. Jeez. Okay. Um, so this scene is mostly the same. Um, Internal dynamic. Yeah, it's mostly the same, though. It's really not. There's a little bit of changes, but not anything worth going over since we have so much anyway. Fast forward. <laughs> um, okay, so this is. Oh, all of the Sandy stuff, because this is the scene where Sandy's going to give Will the drugs. And um, mostly a lot of the, whoever, I don't remember the actor's name, the guy that did Sandy, but he improvised. Steven Tobolowski. Yes. He improvised so much. And a lot of, you know, I think it's really funny, the stuff that he was, when he's yelling at the the clerk about, you know, thread counts and whatever, none of that is in here. And it's, it's much funnier than 
this. <laughs> um, there is a little bit at the uh, near the end when him, Sandy's like, "Hey, I'm sending, you know, I'm I have medical marijuana," and Will jokingly says, "You should start selling it." I'm like, why, Will? Why would you even joke about that? This dude is like, whatever. Okay, all right. Um, fast forwarding through. Okay, so then we get. This is a random scene. Okay, after the bit with Sandy, down on page 24, we have Emma and Juliet. And I'll continue to be Will. Into your Emma's guidance counselor office. Afternoon. A compassionate Emma sits across from Juliet, 16, crying, nine months pregnant. Um, oh, I'm not letting you drop out. Your grades and SAT scores are certainly good enough for community college. You made a mistake. You got pregnant. Don't make another one and throw your life away. <laughs> Juliet is sobbing too hard to respond. Emma hands her a tissue box. Juliet takes one, blows her nose in it, then puts the dirty tissue on Emma's desk. I just feel so stupid and worthless. Emma is trying to listen, but she can't take her eyes off the dirty tissue soiling her desk. Her OCD is kicking in. Interior, school cafeteria, afternoon. Will is running afternoon detention. There are three kids in there, one asleep, drooling on his desk. <laughs> There's a girl writing, I love Mario, over and over on her notepad, and a kid with a large scar on his head just staring into space. Will's agitated, bored, thinking about something important. Finally, he gets up and sneaks out. No one notices. Okay, so this next part is mostly the same. Um, in the off, I mean, in the um, aired version... It's mixed with Sue and Ken Tanaka stuff where they're all talking about the Glee Club and where they are on the social skill on the social skills on the social ladder hierarchy of school. Um, but for the most part, the Will Emma stuff has not changed. Um, fast so. forward. Fast forward. They talk um, about the Glee Club being sub basement because that's, yes. that's a Sue line. Okay. That's a Sue I'm scrolling, line. Yeah. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Okay, um, there's a little bit um, when they do, there's not much different from the locker room scene either, except for Will asks um, the football players, who are some of your favorite musicians? And Puck says Little Wayne and the Jock says Usher. And Will says, great, all of those guys started, started somewhere, right? They didn't just wake up one morning and record a hit album. I'm here to offer you, you guys, a chance like that to be heroes and get up on stage. And Finn is actually inspired by that. <laughs> and then they go into the obnoxious. I, of all the things that they don't cut, this stupid fart joke is still in there, but whatever. Well, it's character development. We have to know who he is. We've seen two things. We get it. This is his character. Oh, and then here's another thing that, I, like I said I, at the beginning, it's surprising that something stayed the same. Um, Will puts up a, a sign-up sheet. And to say, the sheet reads, Gaylord Wiener, butt lunch, big taco, and then at the bottom, penis. And that's exactly how it is uh, in the episode. I'm just amazed at things that... See, it's not great. It me laugh. <laughs> I'm very easily entertained. <laughs> I like the person who just wrote penis. It's not even <laughs> creative. <laughs> no. You know, sometimes you don't have to try hard. Sometimes just you one go name. for the low-hanging fruit. Like Cher. Penis or Madonna. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, And then it gets into the scene where Will finds <coughs> Finn in the shower. It's not really any different. <laughs> it really is not. Um, and then I he, can't fight this feeling anymore. Um, I've forgotten 
what I started fighting for. Oh man, you guys are all. Brilliant. I can take this ship into the shore and throw away the oars forever. Sorry. Yeah. So I'm not sorry. Um, however, we'll just stop for a second. And this is Finn's line. Uh, Corey did a great job because it, it's not as that I'll, I'll pee in a cup. I'll pee that extra added like <laughs> oh, humor. I love I'll pee in a cup. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that's added in there. His whole wait. I had a scholarship where. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, oh, man. Okay, so on um, page 30. And, um, but there's no mention in the stage directions about push up clothes onto the, in the window um, no. and a corn dog late at night. And I'm getting close it. I have a thought I might. Did I ever tell you guys how I was really confused the first time? This is going to be, I don't know if I, I may cut this. Um, it's because it's kind of mean. The first time I watched this episode, I was incredibly confused because everybody was like, this guy is so wonderful and he can sing so amazingly. And I'm like, this kid can't sing. I don't understand what everybody's getting so excited about. He can there. carry a tune. He's okay. He's fine. <laughs> it was so, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Okay. Moving on. So to um, match him up with Rachel, unfair. Okay, so a uh, part that is cut is I'm just checking to when it stops being cut. Puck's uh, mom has an escalate? Yeah. Uh, page 30, exterior driving, and then it ends on page 31 and goes into the normal um, flashback on our old rundown school level. Okay, so go ahead and do who wants to be Finn and Puck, and I'll do the jocks. I'll be Puck. Exterior, driving, night, flashback. A bunch of football players drive around in Puck's mom's Escalade. One of them has a paintball gun, another videotapes, so they can post it on YouTube. Oh, it's a criminal mastermind. See, then, I might look confident and everything, but I really struggle. Ben, spell my fingers. <laughs> no. Ben, feel my lats. Dude, you've got so much back me. It's the steroids, dude. <laughs> they pull up next to a homeless man pushing a grocery cart. Ben, do it, dude! Ben hesitates. He takes the paintball gun. I knew what it was like to be poor. I said do it! What are you, a homo? I knew how embarrassing it was to pay for groceries with food stamps. Ben closes his eyes, squeezes the trigger, splatters pink on the homeless man who maybe doesn't even notice. The escalator erupts with laughter. Puck peels out, close on Finn's guilty face as they all slap him on the back. Okay, so then it goes into the regular Finn flashback. Um, now, the Chemical Dreams was originally Chemical Lawn, so I'm glad they changed that because it's funnier. Chemical Dreams that the spray mm -hmm. thing is. Um, but there, Is that not a thing? Much... It's actually a thing. Is what spraying on, spray on lawns? Not yeah. in the Midwest because oh, we get enough. Thing. Yeah, but not in the Midwest. Um, what, because to paint we, your grass is an actual is is that what it was painting the grass or what yeah. is it? Sometimes it's actual grass seed that sprays yeah. on with a color so that it looks like it looks like a natural thing and people can see it when you actually want to. Some people just paint grass and sometimes they actually are spraying down seed. Yeah, this person I mean, is just painting the grass. 
It's not in, not in Ohio, not in Midwest, because we get rain, and so it, it keeps the grass pretty green. Every once in a while, but we all have sprinklers, and that is, we don't get dried out the way California does. And, I, you know, I'm, I know Ryan Murphy was born in Indiana, but I just don't buy that he lived there for very long, because I'm like, come on, buddy. Nope, it's, just a, like, it's, just, it's like painting like we've been we've been in a drought for years and years and years. We don't paint our grass because uh, Americans are insane. I don't yeah. have an answer for you. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean the answer is America. I mean, let's just go with that. Well, I don't know where we, Ian we don't do this kind from. of thing on the East Coast. Maybe they saying. do that like in Kansas or Oklahoma or something. Where, I don't know. It's not really a California thing. We're spraying okay. seed down. Mm-hmm. Damn it! It's it's not an East Coast thing. So this is strange to me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so again, not much has changed. They keep okay, so this kind of fast forwards through uh Finn joining and then their first song that on page thirty-three I'm at now, um, is um actually not You're the One That I Want, it's Summer Loving, which I think might have been better for his voice, so I don't know why they changed it. Um and then He can't go that high. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Anyway, so, um, that's why I thought "Summer Loving" would be a better choice for him. But no, I'm saying "Summer Loving" is too high. Really? Yeah. It's oh, all just one. talk singing. So yeah, you're the one I, that I want is too high too. But because it says "pitch perfect," and I'm like, eh, okay, fine. Yeah. Well, um, he's adorable, so they went with the adorable. <laughs> uh, okay, so most of this is ex- the same, except for when Mercedes stops. Um, I guess Amber yell, um, is one that added held in the no because that's not in the script. Um, and then um, there's not what's the one thing? Shoot, I'm ex- um, yeah, there's not really a whole lot of difference there. So, um, okay, so here's the next scene is in the Schuster apartment, and this is the puzzle scene, except for. Interestingly, um, they cut it early, and they there's kind they kind of take bits and pieces from scenes that they cut with Will and Terry and added them into the episode. So the episode ends up uh, um, scene ends up being a lot longer, and it's a lot about Terry being like, "I want things," and Will's like, "You don't need three, you know, holder things," and she's like, "It's okay. I want you know a life, and I you know whatever." And you're living. She in wants high a functioning school. hot glue gun. Yeah, she does. Which <laughs> don't of, we all? None of that is actually in this little scene. This little scene ends, but um, so there's really not anything to, I don't know, it just stops way earlier. So, um, and then there's the scene, the little scene that Will puts up the chaperone's sheet and Emma does, you know, signs up for it. And then that is the end of Act Two. And Act Two. And Act Two. <laughs> All right, Act Three. Um, so the Puck Finn stuff is the same. This is where Puck, or this is where Finn famously says, "My mom has to have her prostate out." <laughs> <laughs> More Sue jokes that weren't in there. Um, the Ken and Will stuff, I believe, is the same. I like that Will is happily flipping through jazz hands, the Glee Club. And he is. Oh, that's another thing. He actually is. And I've noticed that in the episode, he is actually looking through jazz hands. Again, one of those weird, like, script things that they kept. Um, There is one line. Kenton 
Ken Tanaka comes in a little bit more intensely and he's like, traitor, you screwing up my life, which it's a little bit more toned down in the thing. Um, the, but the Ken and Emma stuff is mostly the same, which is where she's like, dude, I just don't want to date you. Go away. You're gross. So in the um, script, it's written when he's like, Hey, Eminem, I always assumed it was like Eminem as in the Eminem chocolates, but it's written as oh. Eminem as in the Eminem, the rapper. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a line. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. That's just, I just that's I. Whenever he's called it Eminem, I just assumed it was like I thought Eminem, it was too. As in, there's two M's in her name. I not mean, Eminem. Was, yeah, yeah, I, I thought he was too. being cute and talking about the candy. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all agree. That's um, that's worse. I don't remember what the actual <laughs> line is in the thing, but it's different. But here, it's uh, what do I have to do to get your fine behind in my the Zion? Cyan, yeah. Yeah, they That's changed that. Um, so, yeah. And then um, there's a, probably because Sue has a little bit of additive, and um, they are, there's a Will, or when Ken's still yelling at Will, there's an added stuff from Ken where on page 38, um, where he's like, the herd will pull them down. And contrary to your opinion, high school isn't about anything special. It's about communal pain. Word, word travels fast. As soon as they hear about Finn, they're going to trample him. And instead of that, he talks about, you know, uh, thanks for hooking me up with Emma instead of any of that. So, okay. Now we are, <laughs> we are they are going to. Um, Rajesh. We're going to, this is the, oh God, this scene. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, Snarky, do you want to do Rajesh because she yes, usually... Okay. I do. And <laughs> who was Mercedes before? I was Mercedes. Okay, you get to be Mercedes. All right. So Am let's I do the Rajesh. Too? Okay, good. Okay. Exterior parking lot, Saturday morning. Artie is lifted into the bus with a hydraulic elevator as the kids inside watch, disinterested. Interior bus, day. Through the windows, the Ohio countryside whizzes past. Cornfields, churches... Artie and Tina play rock, paper, scissors in the back of the bus. Rajesh is next to Mercedes, sleeping. His head keeps falling onto her shoulder. She keeps shoving it off, irritated until... Rajesh! He wakes up, startled. I wasn't touching it, Mom! <laughs> I'll have oh. you know, this is... Okay, it's, it's actually racist <laughs> the way that it's right now. Um, oh I'll have you know, ain't no holler back, girl. I saw the way you were drooling over my milkshakes... Look, Raj. <laughs> Look, Raj. Wow. I know you have feelings for me. It's only natural. But you want to play, you got to pay. Isn't that something Santana, Santana would say? I think yeah. Yeah. Raj is suddenly excited. A girl likes him. You mean like a date? Fantastic. How would you like to go to the fun and games arcade with me tomorrow? Arcade? Ain't you been listening? Mary J. Blige is in town next week. If the tickets aren't on the floor, don't bother. She turns to look out the window. Rajesh just sits there, unsure about what just happened to him. Find Finn alone, playing wow. handheld oh. video game. Rachel makes her way back, sits down next to him. And this is actually the scene that when they're standing in line. Oh, um, you're very talented. I'm very talented. Quinn is Liz. Liz is Liz. Quinn. Liz for Bray. Yeah. <laughs> so, Okay. Oh, except for there is a funny part that they cut out. So he's like, you know, we've been together for three months. Rachel fumes and suddenly slaps him in the face. And there's like, what was that for? For leading me on. Because <laughs> it's going to come back That's later. That's very too. Rachel. That's oh very God. Rachel. 
Um, so the whole stuff with um, Emma and Will and the peanut butter and jelly sandwich is, is a little different. I mean, it's longer in the in episode. And they go on and talk about, you know, Will being a teacher and him being married. And it's really not that interesting. So we're going to skip through that. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything different. Vocal Adrenaline does a different song. Um, it's Rehab in the episode, but here it's Let Me Entertain You by Robbie Williams. Oh, there's the bit with Regis and Mercedes again where he brings out Oh, yes. Food. That's right. We do need to read that. Where is that? Because <laughs> uh, it's ridiculous. Okay. Um, Are we... Of end of 41? End 41. of 41? Yeah. Interior, Carmel High Auditorium, Akron, night. State-of-the-art and packed. It's a sold-out house. Pick up Rajesh, overloaded with huge sodas and treats he's just been forced to purchase for Mercedes. Next time, don't even bother asking. I like everything supersized. Rajesh is suddenly nervous as they take their places at the end of the row, panned down to reveal all the Harrison High Glee Clubbers, reading programs, a little Hello? nervous. Will picks Good. up on this, leaves the address in a row. So yeah, everything about Mercedes is either sassy or like another fat joke, which pisses me off. It's awful. It really is bad. And then, oh my God, thank God Chris Colfer showed up. Good Lord. I don't think I would watch the show. (laughs) Okay. Sorry, guys. Am I connected? I think I just dropped out for a second then. Oh. Am I? You still got me? I hear you. Okay. Yes, I got you. That's right. I just missed um, Snarky reading that second part of that. I just want to make sure I'm still here. Oh, it was very important. People were looking at programs. (laughs) I see the bubble. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I'm trying to just like, I don't think there's anything here that's that I interesting. I do like the change that they clearly yeah, made with Kurt and Mercedes because yeah. I like yeah. that we got the Buster Windows in a few episodes instead. Yes. Well, mm. and they, I mean, you can tell, I mean, it's not just Chris who got to add something to the characters because, you know, Mercedes, I hope Amber was like, yeah, we're not doing it this way. And yeah. um, definitely, you know, Kevin and, and Amber, <laughs> Jenna, didn't have anything to really do. So they kind of just added their own things. You know, they're just so oh, generic. She just stuttered, yeah. She just, she just stuttered. I just found the first time Tina does anything, page 43. <laughs> <laughs> um, then it kind of, after the, there's the, um, the vocal adrenaline stuff goes on the kind of the way it is in the, in the regular episode. Uh, Finn on the way out gets jumped by Puck. That's kind of the same, except for Puck has a line, which I can see why it's cut, but basically says, uh, after he says chicks don't have prostates, um, those are the rules. <laughs> I looked it up. <laughs> those are the rules, Finn. I don't know what they are, but you broke a big one when you chose those tards over practice today. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. puck. Mm. And I'm, so that's yeah. I would have um, liked to see vocal adrenaline do let me entertain you. I feel like that would have been pretty spectacular. Now the next Will and Terry scene is longer, which. We'll go ahead and read this. It also kind of makes me wonder if the baby was not originally fake. But anyway. All right. So I guess I'll be Wilgin. All right. So 44. Interior. Yep. Interior. Shoes to apartment. Night. Later. A wary Will enters to find a congratulations banner draped in the entryway. Terry skips out of the kitchen, two plastic flutes of what appear to be champagne in her hands. She gives him one, then wraps him in a bear hug. There's my baby. Wow, honey, this is amazing. But what's the congratulations for? The kids haven't won anything yet. I'm pregnant, Will. Will needs a moment to take that in. Really? 
She nods, then then smiles, excited. Will's overwhelmed. He grabs her, pulls her tight, kisses her deeply. Oh my god, that doesn't happen. Does it? I don't don't, know. I blocked it out. Uh, Oh my god, Tara, this is it. We're going to become a family. He's suddenly aware that Terry's crying. Honey, what's wrong? Sheets and things might be closing. They just shut down the outlet in Ogden. I don't know what we're going to do, Will. We need to start saving for a place with a third bedroom. This baby needs a nursery, vaccines, a pony, all the things we never had. They're still accepting applications at HW Mencken. It's not too late. It's just that I hate the idea of letting those kids down. You know, I'm amused by the fact that Sheets and Things was based off of that place called Linens and Things, which has actually gone out of business since then. (laughs) Yes, it did. Terry stares for a moment, then, with honest reason. Will, this isn't about them. This is about you trying to recapture your glory days. I'm not the hot cheerleader anymore, and you're not the golden boy. High school is over, okay, for both of us. But it's not over for them. Why is it so wrong to want to give them some joy? We, some of the joy we had? Because we don't have any left to spare. I've spent years giving up dreams, letting go of the past, trying to move forward with you. Now you need to let go of who you were and accept who you are. You fell in love with who I was back then. I fell in love with who I thought you had the potential to become. Become that promise, Will. If not for me, for him. She is way, way more introspective. In, in the, yeah, like, I agree they, with Terry here. Yes, yeah, like, I, I mean, do too. I 100% so right. agree with Terry. He's stupid. I mean, he's, <coughs> he's stupid, but I'm, that's, man, I mean, she's and that's so why sympathetic. They, yeah. That's what, and she's way, she comes off as way smarter and not as vindictively evil, which is why I wonder if the baby thing was originally real, but yeah, maybe. Okay. So, um, the stuff where, um, are they, he tells the kids is the same, but then we have, is that, yeah, basically, um, except for Mercedes has a cut line about how she was teaching Rajesh how to dance. Um, Rights and lefts. (laughs) He almost has them down. (laughs) Um, but for the most part that's the same as we end act three and act three act four okay so a lot of this is really super different they added more stuff um yeah we're basically gonna do a lot of this because it's cuts and all right so i guess i'll be emma if if rb still wants to be rachel and absolutely mercedes is still is mel Here we go, Act 4 Interior Auditorium, Day Emma sits at the piano, playing chopsticks The choir sings along, bored Good, one more time, guys We've been singing this for an hour We're warmed up A moment of hopelessness on Emma's face Then, admitting Okay, it's the only song I know how to play Miss Pillsbury, you're a nice lady and all But you saw vocal adrenaline, right? I cannot carry this choir by myself. We need to get Finn back. Oh, come on, Miley Cyrus. Are you honestly surprised he didn't stick around? Guys, I know Glee Club has faced some trying times this week, but the most important thing is to not give up. Why? Mr. Schuster did. The moment resonates. Boom, Rajesh. Boom. Okay, let's keep going because this is mostly cut stuff or changed or whatnot. So go ahead. Interior hallway, day, later. Finn retrieves a textbook from his locker. He slams it shut and Rachel is right there staring at him, startling him. 
Didn't see you at Glee Club today. Yeah, it conflicts with your reputation. Are you going to slap me again? Just do it and get over, get it over with. Actually, I'm here to apologize for that. I didn't do it because I'm jealous. I slapped you because I knew you were going to do exactly what you did. Quit Glee. It was a preemptive slap. <laughs> Finn just stares, not understanding. You really got something, Finn, and you're throwing it away. It took years of discipline and hard work to get people to look at me. And all you have to do is roll out of bed and people can't take their eyes off of you. I'd kill for that. A herd of cheerleaders pass, staring at them, wondering what he's doing, even talking to an outcast like Rachel. I'm gonna be late. You can worry about what people think of you, Finn. You're better than all of them. She gently squeezes his hand, then walks away. All right, so um, as we get into the next part, hey, RB, do you want to play Peter? Sure. And if you're wondering who Peter is, the, let's try and figure this out. <laughs> Interior, H.W. Mencken. Day. Will is wearing a blue Oxford, khakis, and a blue tie. Walks briskly with Peter, wearing the exact same thing. Peter is giving Will his orientation as they hustle through the maze of cubicles that make up the accounting floor. The cubicle walls are seven feet high, making it impossible to figure out where you are or where you've come from. Who has a cubicle that's seven feet high? I... <laughs> well, <laughs> how big is the space overhead? I mean, that's considered the kind of cubicle where you have enough, like you're in an open room, but you have enough space to have privacy. Like if you had 10 foot high ceilings, it's considered like a nicer cubicle, not confusing, but Will is stupid. So I guess he's lost. I'd also like to point out they cut the scene to put in Matthew Morrison singing Leaving on a Jet Plane, which is, of course, 50 times better and more condensed. But anyway. <laughs> well, let, let's use Matthew Morrison for his skills, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because why does this scene even exist? But anyway, let's go. <laughs> this is your parking pass. This is your entry pass. This is your men's room pass. Will looks the passes over. They all look the same. This is your lunchroom pass. You're slotted for the 3 until 3.45 lunch shift. Don't bother trying to use it for a different shift. It won't work and they'll flag you. Three flags and you'll lose a dessert ticket. They come to an impasse like rats in a maze. <coughs> Crap. Peter turns them around and they head back the way they came. It isn't 3 o'clock a little late for lunch? Lunch slots are divvied out according to seniority. You move up 15 minutes every 4.2 years. Oh my God. Will does the math in his head. He'd better bring a snack. They arrive at a cubicle. It's gray, industrial, a computer, a chair, and a desk. Here we are. Feel free to decorate, but don't go too crazy. This is your inbox. Will enters, nods, tries to keep his head up. Peter, in a rush, shakes his hand. By the way, if you hear a fire alarm... Ignore it. There's no way you'd find the exit anyway. <laughs> he leaves. Will turns on his computer, looks at the pile of files, spreadsheet after spreadsheet. He opens his briefcase, taking something out, and pins it to the wall. It is a photo of Will and Terry on their honeymoon at Universal City. He stares at it for a beat, remembers what he's doing for doing this for, and gets back to work. After a few keystrokes, he hears something coming from the next cubicle. A muffled, snorting sound. Curious, he rolls his chair over and stands up on it so he can peek over the side. He looks down into the other cubicle to see a man, a little older than Will, working at the computer, quietly sobbing. Hey, uh, you okay? The man looks up with him with a thousand-yard stare, nods, and goes back to work. 
Will shrugs, then looks out at the sea of cubicles from above. They seem to go on forever. Suddenly, to his shock, he sees Emma at the end of a maze, lost, clearly looking for someone. Emma? She sees him, waves with relief. Follow the sound of my voice. Okay, that's funny. She smiles. Gets, he gets down off the chair, and she's there in his cubicle. This is a treat. What brings you here? Oh, right. Tax time. Actually, I'm here to see you, Will. I made an appointment for you next Monday in my office at 3 o'clock. You need some career guidance. Why? My career is finally on track. The benefits package is amazing here. That's great, Will. But just come for me. He's moved by her concern. Fine, for you. So, yeah, this is the scene is the Emma stuff is actually in the thing, but she, he's in the cafeteria or something. He hasn't oh. left. This, ugh, what a dumb scene. Which, like, it makes it makes more sense for him not to have left when she taught, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, cool that he's planning on having that affair, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So. All right, so then there's the Finn and Puck where they have Artie in a, a porta potty, and that is remarkably not different, um, except for the end. You don't when, mess with perfection. You get somebody in a porta potty, set. True. Um, when Finn has a very long cut thing, so I'm going to just read it really quick. Don't you get it? We're all losers. Everyone in the school. Hell, everyone in this town. No one has any money. Most of our parents are divorced or hate each other. Only half the kids who graduate ever go to college, and maybe two leave them to state to do it. Our football team is one and seven, and only win with uh, the only win we have is against the school for the deaf. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you can, God, you can tell they just like to reuse things. You can haze other kids because that's what your brother did when you were here. And somebody, but somebody, you're going to end up just like them, laid off, p- playing beer pong every night and trying to score with high school girls. And then it goes on to be the same. So he just gets. It's a little on the nose. Like a lot of the stuff they cut is really. Some of on that the nose. seems a little familiar too, though. Yeah, it does. We're all losers. Everyone in the school, everyone in the town. Most of it, yeah. Most of it, yeah. like little bits and pieces of it, are in the episode. Um, like the, the everyone in the school, everyone in the town is, and then it's just like they cut out like every other line. So, but probably Wait, the, the big, just, in the show, does he? He doesn't quit the football team, does he? No, because he, he ends doesn't. with that. Get yeah, yourself. And then he's like, I get yeah. it. No, in this one, he says. Um, he says something about uh, in the episode. He says something about we're gonna do. I'm gonna do both gonna because do they both need me. Yeah, because yeah. you can do However, more than one thing, except for all the way in the finale where they're like, "Get rid of all the sports. We oh learned no lessons that we were trying to teach." Again, another one of those things that are weirdly the same is Artie licking his finger and touching his ass and going. <laughs> and when oh. you got quality stuff, you leave it in. Oh man. Okay. So then they get into the, the the Rachel like running glee club thing. And I have to add something that is added um is and I think this is hilarious because Chris must have ad libbed this because it's about the queen. Um because it's like, yeah, you know, who died and made you queen. Nobody vote I didn't vote for you. That's not mm-hmm. in the script. And it just and I'm like, that does sound very Chris ish now that I think of it. But for the most part, the rest of this Oh, and this is where the Ponderosa thing comes in. Mercedes says, whatever, I'm about to quit. Take my man to Ponderosa. Which, as we were talking before we started, Ponderosa is a steakhouse in the Midwest. And buffet. And buffet. For those. And I, you know, we went there as when I was a kid, but I have not seen Ponderosa in ages. So, 
But then the rest of this is the same. Do, 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 do. Um, so on page 56, there is a bit of Will and Emma stuff that is different. Um, because she makes him take a test. Instead In of his, Emma's guidance office. Day. Tight on the sharpened tip of a number two pencil as it fills in the bubbles of a standardized test. I think I'm a little old for taking a career guidance test. You're almost done. Will finishes, hands the test to Emma. She smiles, primly starts to tally the score. Each one of your responses has a number value, and when I add them all up, it will tell us what your ideal career should be. 483. She takes out a key and works her way down to find Will's number, tight on her finger, moving down the sheet, past career possibilities like clerk, neurosurgeon, ballet dancer, until she arrives at 483. Rodeo clown. <laughs> she I dig it. What <laughs> he, he could do it. <laughs> What's it say? Emma takes a beat, files the test away, then. I'll, I'll tell you what it doesn't say, best suited to cubicle dweller. Look, Emma, this is very sweet of you, and I'll admit that my new line of work isn't as challenging as I'd like to be, but it's the right move for my family. I want to show you something. And then this goes into what is actually in the um, in the episode where she shows him the old the old tape, the footage that they use in the, the later mm-hmm. episode. The name I forget right now. So that's pretty much the same. Um, and then there is. Um, then he goes off and he listens to them. He can hear them do don't stop believing. However, don't stop believing is, is, um, cut in the middle for one final Will and Terry scene on page 40, sorry, 58. Interior um, hallway day. Wait, are we starting that earlier? Oops, that sorry. I, that's too Did I go too far? No, I went, I, it was my fault. Um, page 59 interior Schuster apartment. We don't want to hear RBNI saying. Yeah, okay, we'll go back, and you guys can sing, okay? <laughs> okay, I'm saying. Right. Interior hallway day. Will walks down the hallway, passing the auditorium. He hears singing. He pauses, then sneaks in on the door. New Directions is on stage, in new costumes, cute cut-up tops over torn jeans and Chuck Taylors. Finn and Rachel sing a cappella in front of the choir, who hums a simple harmony. Just a small town girl, living in a lonely world. She took the midnight train going anywhere. Just a city boy, born and raised in South Detroit. He took the midnight train going anywhere. Be prepared to sing when it says everyone. It's jury, and it's incredibly emotional because the kids are really feeling Already wails a Is it playing anything to roll the dice? It is paying anything to roll the dice. Oh my god, they got yeah, it it's wrong. Paying <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pushing on Will, unseen in the back of the theater, overwhelmed by what he's seeing. For a moment, he can't move, and then turns and hurries back out. Don't stop believing, continues under. 
I have to make an amendment here. I don't know if you guys listen to that Showman's with Jenna and Kevin podcast. Mm-hmm. They've had Chris and Amber and they've had mm-hmm. Diane Heather on yeah. there. And they've talked a lot about Glee. And consistently, this song that all of them hate and never want to sing or hear again is Don't Stop Believing." <laughs> <laughs> Everyone from Glee, except for Leah Michelle, is like, God, that song. <laughs> I like it, but I, even I didn't have to sing it either. So You didn't. Whatever. Well, you and Leah like it. But everybody yeah. else is like, I can't handle it again. <laughs> In tears. Well, there are strict rules for Don't Stop Believing. It's a karaoke staple, but you can't yeah. sing it before midnight. That's true. <laughs> That's fair. Interior, shoes to apartment, day. Later, Will rushes in, out of breath. Terry sits at the table, idly eating pickles. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Why? Why? Okay. Um, she's just pregnant. pregnant. That's, that's, that's a scandal. Because pickles are delicious. Because pickles are delicious. I'm going back. I'm a teacher. You want me to f- fulfill my promise? This is how I'm going to do it. I'll figure out the money. Get a part-time job on the weekends to pull us through if I have to. She is stunned. What would you rather have, Terry? A kid with a pony or a kid with a father who's proud of what he does for a living? This is my passion. I have to do this. And I don't want to hear any more about how we don't have joy in our lives. That's something we have to open ourselves up to every day. Ooh, on the nose. She slowly <laughs> stands, then exits to the bedroom. She does a lot of dramatic exits to the bedroom. In this she does. And this is her third one. <laughs> she comes back and smoothly hands him a blanket and a pillow. What's this for? The couch. It gets cold out here at night. She exits. Closes the bedroom door. Off Will, realizing there will be repercussions for living up to his potential. <laughs> so let's finish it out, guys. Okay. Interior, auditorium, days. <coughs> the, nude, the nude erections have found their groove as they continue practicing. <laughs> Don't stop believing. The jazz band sinks their teeth into the chorus and the choir sings in a piercing seven-part harmony. Anyway. Seven-part <laughs> harmony. There's six of them. Even <laughs> Tina has found a place here. She's a human beatbox. We oh my God. Tina beatboxing? <laughs> As they move through their positions, they share looks across the stage, laughs and smiles between them, breathless, sweating. They're on fire. Not street life or whatever. <laughs> Finn and Rachel share a look that hints of something to come. Don't, Don't stop, stop, stop believing. Hold on to that They hit their final position. Hold it. Pending through ecstatic smiles. Well, that's a parallel. The camera pulls out. Oh, there's been the exit <laughs> to find Will and Emma glowing, standing in the audience. Emma's there. Interesting. Good, guys. It's a nine. We need a ten. Finn, I think if you worked on it, you could hit that high E. Oh, my freaking Never. God. Never. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to laugh for a second. You guys. Oh, my God. That's not even a thing. Yeah, uh, Whatever. I, I take my music 101 theory class and I'll explain why that's ridiculous. Anyway, Rachel, easy on the jazz hands and let's try to get those bangs out of your face. Mercedes, sometimes when you sing it looks like you're in pain. Uh, God. Does it hurt to be this good? 
<laughs> I love Mercedes. That's a great line. <laughs> they all smile, then overwhelm with pride and potential. From the top. And the pilot. And pilot. All right, guys. Let's take a few minutes and just talk about that. <laughs> what are your guys' thoughts? I mean, I'm really interested to hear what you guys think. I don't um, think I would have watched something. that. Sorry. <laughs> That was the thing. Well, I appreciate that they clarified early on that Will is the villain. Yeah, they really did, didn't they? (laughs) I mean, Terry's (laughs) more sympathetic. Um, All those flashbacks and flashbacks and flashbacks. It's like Inception. Seriously. Um, Um, I do. There were still some funny things, but what aired was definitely funnier. And the music was used better. I mean, the vocal adrenaline mm-hmm. performance is Well, they so just good. added more music. They just added so much more music. Because there's not... I was thinking about this. This is the whole Glee Club stuff. And there's really not any musical numbers in this pilot. Yeah. Um, and they added... I mean, all the stuff that the cast ended up ad-libbing for Sit Down, The Rock, and The Boat. Like, that was all great. You can tell that they just sort of let people... They had a lot of time. To make this pilot, and so they just let people play around with it a little right. bit. I mean, there's a lot of improv that they added on there. Jane Lynch, I you know appreciate her a little bit because she actually has a lot of the funny lines in the pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the you know oh I you know the background. I again uh, talking about how Chris was you know added as Kurt and a lot of his background stuff. I mean, all four of them, but Chris really just have these characters that they've developed and are being funny in the background. And I mean. No, it just it's yeah, you know people praise Ryan Murphy, but I think on his own, I, I'm just not as impressed. I think that you know who he gets to do the stuff adds so much to it, and it just shows how much TV is such a collaborative thing. I mean, well, this, I think this script desperately needs an editor. Is yeah, what it really needs. It it needs it's it's over full. It's meandering. It desperately needs an editor. Yeah, I think the only thing. And just from an interesting, oh, this is where they got that from point. I mean, they shared some more backstory, <coughs> which isn't necessary in the TV show. Like, you don't need it. But it's like, oh, this is why this line is set up this way and et cetera, et cetera. But you don't actually need that in the TV show. Um, God, just, man, the alternate universe that we would have lived in that American Idol guest stars would have been in the pilots. <laughs> and Liz Fabray. And was for Bray. No Sue, no Kurt. Oh, man. I mean, I'll even go so far as to say I think they got really lucky with who they cast as Figgins. Because without me reading it as in my mind as Figgins, that would just be boring. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate that the first thing he says and the only thing he says consistently each time is, my hands are tied. Like, that's, (laughs) that's that's a funny parallel. But it's so much funnier. When it's actual Fagan. Well, and also, like, think about the fact that, you know, like, the whole stuff with Sandy and how Bean, like, they never in the pilot, I mean, we all know that he's a gay character, but you don't, they don't explicitly say that. But then in this pilot, it's, wow, he's gay. Isn't that funny to laugh at him because he's so horrible? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it, even, if, you know, we, it's Ryan Murphy. It's we know predatory he's a gay. Man, gay. But, yeah. It's predatory gay, which can be funny, all things depending but, um, yeah, it's like it's funny at the expense of as opposed to funny as part of. Oh. Yeah. Um, interestingly, the only stuff that isn't really any kind of different is um, Ken, Emma, and Puck. 
are the only characters that aren't really like. Yeah, they really nailed. They really got the essence of Puck straight yeah. away. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think it's interesting the characterization of Finn that they had in the pilot versus the person that they hired because they searched and searched and searched and searched. And we all know that they went to Broadway and that's, I mean, they went to Broadway and they're like, Matthew Morrison, check. Leah Michelle, check. Jenna Oshkowitz, check. Like who else can we pull from Broadway for this stuff? And yet they didn't pull someone from that area at all, you know? Well, and I, I think maybe because Corey was like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen his audition, but like he's uh-huh. so good at teenager, like playing yeah. that really like uh, teenager. He's a great, charming idiot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, and there's guessing... something about him, and I and I appreciate um, idiot Finn more than idiot savant Finn. Like Finn yeah. struggling is such a much more interesting Finn than like, oh, he's perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So. Yeah, that was an interesting thing. I, I, I will say I was kind of, I mean, when I first dug this up, because I got it off a, a website, and I'll have to, please, somebody remind me to post it, because you guys can all read it yourselves. Um, when I saw Regisha, I was like, oh, yay, this is the stuff for Kurt. And I, I'd never read it before, but I didn't really sit down and read it till earlier today, actually, when I said, like, wow, I mean, it's kind of amazing at just how the same and yet different it is. Um, yeah. yeah. RB, what do you think? You're kind of quiet over there. Um, well, considering that I don't watch auditions and whatnot, I don't have anything to add to it. So I'm just going to hang out here in the corner. Okay. I just meant in general. What do you think of the script? But it's okay. I think it desperately needs an editor. I mean, <laughs> like what I what I said before. I mean, it's, it's overstuffed. It's meandering. Uh, I... I think that it definitely benefits with who it cast and with it getting an editor. Because it needed to be cut down by a third. I have a question for you guys. Um, Kind of a a little bit of a tangent here, but I'm curious to see what you think. Now that we are 10 years out, we've had the whole entire series. What do you guys think of the pilot in general? Just as the way it airs. I think that they set up a lot of really interesting things in the pilot. I mean, enough to make it so that you would watch other stuff. It's fascinating how different it is from the actual show but you know what the show grew for better or for worse but the show grew beyond this little idea that ryan ian and brad had and it became so much more interesting because it was allowed to do that growth um that like i enjoyed the pilot but it feels like a totally different thing than the series even from the first full season Uh you know it just feels like a separate piece of work like sort of in the same universe but not really the same yeah Uh i loved the pilot um i remember i remember watching it and i remember being like this is amazing um this is this is a trip i definitely want to watch more of it so i agree with snarky that it grew beyond it um but As that's one of the things that I did that I didn't care for as Lee went on because a lot of things about the pilot that it grew away from are things that I really liked. Such as um a little bit of the mean spiritedness of it. Um the smaller cast 
of it. I think that it got a little unwieldy. I think that it got a little um, too on the nose as it got further. I think it lost a little bit of its uh, satire aspect of it. Um, And those were all things that I really enjoyed about it. So I loved the pilot. (laughs) I recognize that I am like, the diametric opposite from a lot of Glee fans. <laughs> no, I agree. I absolutely love the pilot. It just it it does feel like even throughout the first season they had this idea and the way they followed through that worked out to be different. Yeah. Um, and I don't I don't dislike it. Um, I just think it's really interesting to see how they took the idea and where they went with it instead. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, it's like the script is like so much of it just depends, you know, it depends on the delivery. It depends on the people mm-hmm. playing these roles and how mm-hmm. well they can, they can run through them. Mel, what were you going to say? I was just going to say about sort of talking about the strength of the pilot, the fact that it aired and then the second episode didn't air until months later and people were willing to wait and came back for that um, is a testament to how how great an episode the pilot was, that um, people didn't just go, like, watch it and then completely lose interest because it was gone for because it was May, didn't it, premiere, and then it came back in September. With the usual television season, yep. Um, I think you know it speaks to the strength of the episode. Well, and and don't stop believing. That gave me chills the first time I saw it. Oh yeah, it was. I mean, it was great. They did a great job with that. It's you know, and the one thing that seems consistent to me is that I. This is why I just really praise everybody that is involved in the show because. Once again, we take these scripts and we look at them and we're like, how did a, a coherent thing get made out of these writers? Because, I, I mean, I don't hate Ryan Murphy and his crew, but they just kind of aren't great scripts. And and this cast and crew really were able to take things and, and make something wonderful out of it. It is interesting, too, because one thing, another thing I learned on that Showman's podcast. Mm-hmm. Is that Ryan Murphy doesn't like to do read-throughs? He want he doesn't do table reads. So you mm-hmm. would just get the script and then show up. Yeah, I can see them changing it right on the spot too. Like if this yeah. doesn't work, or if we're gonna just let Jane Lynch talk. Or um, though a lot of the scripts, Jane Lynch's stuff was verbatim, and she was just amazing at making crap sound hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, yeah, so. So yeah, that's the pilot script, guys. And um, thank you guys for reading most of it because that that's a lot of <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of it. Um, yeah, next week we will be doing 2009, which is the mirror image of this pilot. And um, yeah, getting a step closer to the end.
but now they're okay. Only me or oh my, you're the apple of my eye, girl. I never loved one like you. Found you hiding here, so won't you take my hand, darling? There's nothing that can stop you from becoming popular, Lar. And.